Live from New York, it's the biggest show that we've done in six months. That's it's correct. It's going to be excellent. It's first That's things first. Correct. Today, an update on Travis Kelsey. Can Mahomes beat the Lions without his favorite target? Meanwhile, is Dak Prescott under the most pressure of any quarterback this year? Hmm, maybe. And finally, the committee has arrived, and they have. are they still here? Did they depart? Some are, you know, one's flight was delayed, but everyone else is gone. Okay, thank you. The long-awaited return of Tears alongside Chris Broussard. I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, any surprises atop the Tears? I, I must say, the committee, you know, this year in place of Greg Jennings, we added some people. There's a writer strike going on. Oh. So we have some names. Are they allowed to? Well, we're a union shop, so it's okay. So, yeah, it's quite good, and we're not paying them. It's quite good. They've outdone themselves. Okay. <laughs> we start with Kelsey's knee. Good news coming out of Kansas City is that his ACL is okay, just a bone bruise. And we got an additional update from Travis's brother, Jason. Take a listen. I know he's got some swelling going on, uh, but it sounds like as long as they can get that down, yeah. um, you know, he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally. Uh, from what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So really it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. I think he's going to be good to go. I really do. Okay. Well, that was go. great news. I woke up to that, that news this morning. I was taking my daughter first day of school, waiting in line, and I see, oh, news on Travis Kelsey. And I see Jason's like, he might play tomorrow. This is a great way to start the day. Go ahead, Wild. Sorry. Wow. Wow. Just, it was the first day of school, and then like, then I heard about this guy, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, our tight end. Yeah, it was big news. Can yeah. Chiefs beat the Lions without Kelsey? Of course. I mean, they're going to score 30 points. And by the way, I would like to use... Who's catching all these touchdowns? Well, I'm glad Kelsey you asked that, Kevin Wild. He because catches a lot. I did something... May, yesterday was the six-year anniversary of the show, mm. and I might have done something for the first time in those six years. I had a factual error yesterday. Oh my! God. I said well, confidently. Not the first time, just I said you know. confidently <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes, the only game he's ever played without Travis, was the first game of his career because Kelsey's never missed a game due to injury. But I forgot Kelsey did miss <clears throat> one game in 2021 with COVID. Mm-hmm. Mahomes played in that game. It was against a playoff team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin coached defense. Tyree Kill kept in check in that game. So how did Patrick Mahomes do? How did the Chiefs do? We could show it to you because the answer is exactly what you thought. Against a playoff team with no Travis Kelsey, with Byron Pringle leading the way. Remember him? I do. (laughs) Just like I remember the AFC Championship game last year when Marcus Kemp, who came into that game as a six-year veteran with 24 career tackles and four career catches, he had a more productive late fourth quarter than Jamar Chase did. You know why? Because Patrick Mahomes was throwing him the ball. And with Andy Reid designing the plays, Patrick throwing you the ball, and the Lions not being able to generate enough pressure because the Chiefs, the one place they have spent above market is the offensive line, they're going to hang 30-plus on Detroit. Now, week one, 30-plus would be the low watermark of the Patrick Mahomes era. It would be disappointing. They've done 38, 40, 34, 33, and 44. Will they get to 44 like they did last year when people were worried? What are they going to look like without Tyree Kill? (laughs) Probably not. Will they get to 34? That would be my guess. So they're going to be just fine. Uh, Just fine. Hey, Brew, can I give you a trivia question? Sure. Lions opened up against the Eagles. Your defense not as good as the Eagles' defense. Uh-huh. Guess what the score was? 35-38. Lions lost, but they scored yeah. 35. So 30. Where was 35? that game? My guess is it I was in that. Detroit because that's where they scored all their points. That's where golf was good. That's where the offense worked in a so dome-controlled environment. I'm just telling you, that's where it all happened. But go ahead. Well, you won't bet against the Chiefs as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the team. No, I'm just saying in general. Okay. Like, as long as Mahomes is playing, and as Nick said, Andy Reid is calling the plays, yeah, they have more than a shot, all right? They can definitely beat Detroit without Travis Kelsey. However, this definitely gives Detroit a much better chance. There is no question about it. And, look, Detroit is going to be a shootout. 
All right, they're not going to have Kansas City not going to have a pass rush without Chris Jones. I don't know about that because Detroit's got one of the best lines in the league. It's not just that Kansas City's pass rush is obviously diminished without Chris Jones, but they're facing one of the better offensive lines in the league. All right, and Detroit, I get it. The defense last year was. Bad. It was worse than the league in yardage given. Mm-hmm. It was top, bottom five in but points allowed. But it got better at the end of got the year. Better. They That's only have, gave up 20 points a game in the last yeah. 10 weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And Aiden Hutchinson had a great year, and I think he's going to be better. They added some things uh, as well so defensively. Pick so, they, pick well, I might. I pick might em. just. It's not time yet. Not, what do you mean it's not time I, yet? No, I might pick The audience em. can see right pick through this. Pick them. Somebody pick the Lions. We're not Hold picking the Lions. We're not picking the Lions. When are we picking? We're doing our picks tomorrow, right? For this game? I might, I, okay. am, I might pick the okay. Detroit okay. Lions. Side bet, to, I will bet you that he doesn't. Pick. <laughs> I mean, Are this, you saying the Lions have no shot? Well, I'm saying this. Is I'm Travis saying, Kelsey in does he mean something? Travis yes. Kelsey and Chris Jones matter immensely to the Chiefs' ability to win the Super Bowl. I am also saying when Vegas thought Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey were playing in this game, the Chiefs were six-and-a-half-point favorites. And right now, 28 hours before kickoff, when it looks like neither is going to be playing in the game, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites. I am saying that while we are, and we're as we're going to discuss throughout the show, a lot of networks, ours included, everyone's official picks are coming in. And, man, deja vu's hit me right in the face because people are finding reasons not to pick the Kansas City That's Chiefs, except for what Wilds. I'll give you the data it's when we the get lo- there. It's the lo- the huge majority of picks that I have seen are all Chiefs. No, that's, that but is, then you you go through is, like no, for this down okay. one for the Super Bowl. Down one person that said Bengals. No, for the Super Bowl is what I'm talking about. That's fine. Listen, yeah, uh, there are a lot of people not picking the Chiefs. Of course, the there is. We're like, muting yours truly, and yeah, I'm not backing up. Yeah, exactly. That's and so. Real talk. But it's fine. Like Vegas gets it, and everyone in their heart of hearts knows. Week one, where Mahomes averages 38 a game, where the Chiefs have won seven in a row, dating back to the Alex Smith era, with Andy Reid with a full offseason to prepare against a bad defense in Arrowhead. I love Kelsey is the greatest tight end in the history of football. They're going to be fine tomorrow without him. They are. I agree. Mahomes is that good. Okay, we all can't write him off. But I'm look. I might surprise y'all tomorrow. Well, okay. You're not going to. You're, I, I, I might surprise you. You tested me. You tested me. I don't want to be the anti-Chiefs guy. Well, if you want to take that corner, I'm not anti-Chiefs. But they they're not going. You're going to pick the Chiefs. They're not going twenty zero, okay. and it might end tomorrow. Okay. All right. What new data are you going to get? <laughs> I'm thinking things over. Okay. okay. All right. That's all I'm Chiefs, doing. Chiefs, as we mentioned, are favored yeah. by five and a half. Mahomes yeah. still undefeated. As we mentioned on opening weekend or yeah. this this point, weekday. Yeah. Chris Jones still holding out, but he was at a Chiefs charity event. Was he? He says, I might be ready to go. Take this a listen. So he good. won't be ready. Look at him. How? That's what I got to ask. How have I let him know? Um, it's just like um, when you had a job. And you, you ask for an extension, right? And you ask for a raise, right? You're not letting anyone down. Who are you letting down for asking your boss for a raise, right? So um, when, you, when you take the personal feelings out of it, you kind of can get it. All I'm doing is asking for a raise. What's the plan for tomorrow for you? Are you going to watch the game? I don't know yet, man. I, I don't know. I could be playing. I could be on the sideline. I don't know. Uh, we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> I love him. It's I love him. And by by the way, that was not a Chris Jones specific charity event. That was the Chiefs what the Red Friday, but it's Wednesday this week. The Chiefs team charity event, the Ron McDonald House, and Chris Jones showed up. Now he also has a partnership with McDonald's, and he's a really good guy. But this is the weirdest holdout I've ever seen. Very he's nice. hanging out at the ESPYS. He's showing up saying I could play tomorrow and saying, "Listen, I just want to raise, guys. Like, what do you want from me? I just want to raise. raise." And he said we didn't play it. He was like, I've been very clear. I want to retire a chief. I want to be a chief forever. It's the oddest holdout ever. But go ahead and ask your question. Before we get to this question that we had in the Mm -hmm. document, do you think he's going to be on the sideline just in street clothes? No. 
I no, he guess. can't do that. He can't no. be. Was no, he talking about being at I the game, he, like in the box or I something? I think he was saying, oh, I might not be, like, right. if I've signed, maybe I'll play or maybe they'll keep me on the sideline or maybe I'll just be on the sidelines. Like, I don't see him playing. I mean, it I, looks I, pretty good. Yo, looks in good shape. He's in good shape for the average <laughs> human being, but for an NFL game, I, I think it'd be too risky to put him out there. But, yeah, if he signed, I think he could be on the sidelines for sure. It's the weirdest. It's the weirdest holdout I've ever seen. All right, fast forward to Friday. Yeah. What would be a more significant story? The Chiefs win without Kelsey and Chris Jones, who might or might not be there, mm-hmm. or a Lions upset, bro? Wow. Look, <laughs> it, I mean, this. Nick, Nick <laughs> <laughs> Nick's acting like, look, I, I, and I don't mean that you, you obviously love Travis Kelsey and think he's the best, but you are acting like, pfft. No Kelsey. Yeah, no Kelsey, it doesn't yeah, in matter. In this game, it does not uh, matter. Okay. In this but game, it does if, not matter. If the Chiefs go out and hang close to 40 on Detroit and Patrick Mahomes has 330-plus yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, like they don't miss a beat without Kelsey. That's a story. I mean, it's just interesting. Like, wow. Like, it's just another notch on Mahomes' belt. But – the bigger story to me is if Detroit wins. And I get that Kelsey and Jones won't be there, and some people will hold that against the victory, but that would be huge. Because, Nick, I don't think Detroit's biggest obstacle is physical this year. I think it's mental. And I'm not saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying as far mm-hmm. as winning that division and making the playoffs, it, they are fighting against their history. Even though it's different players, different coaches, a different front office, they haven't won a playoff game since 1991, and nobody will let them forget it. So on, the, on their roster, the offensive line is great. The quarterback's very good. The receivers are good. The re- running game is, you know, they've added the Jamar Gibbs. People love him. Uh, David Montgomery. Yeah. Defensively, I think they've gotten a little better. Yeah. So if they go out and win this game, to me, it is like – taking a jab at that mental uh, barrier that they're fighting. Because right. remember last year they had a chance to – I don't think it would have locked them into the playoffs. A couple but weeks, Against yeah. Carolina late week 16. And they blew it. And they blew it to right. freaking Carolina with yeah. Sam Darnold. Now, yeah. Carolina was better with Darnold at quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But still, guy, all right, they, they still should have won that game. That was a mental uh, weakness of course, for them. Yeah. So but, this was show mental Okay, strength. I don't care about last year, though. I do care about the fact that the Lions – are a trendy team. They're a Vegas favorite to make the playoffs. They're a trendy NFC Super Bowl pick. They are. They have the ninth best Super Bowl odds. If the Kansas City Chiefs, without the best D tackle in football, without the best weapon in football, if in that with a rookie wide receiver that they're going to have to lean on, a second year wide receiver that they're going to have to lean on in Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, who didn't play all preseason because of the meniscus injury, if this Chiefs team rolls the Lions, it will put the league on notice in a way I would have thought they already were. You think However, that's bigger than the Lions? Yes, them? because. Because again, the, the the for some we we have a hard time evidently remembering anything that happened more than ninety six hours ago, and I foolishly thought that hmm, in the Chiefs in a rebuilding year when Mahomes gets hurt with a with a Super Bowl path that involves Burrowhead Stadium and then the damn near undefeated Eagles, if that ends up with them holding the the trophy at the end, everyone will figuratively bend the knee. And then I go today to our website, Fox Sports, our 15 NFL experts pick the Super Bowl. You know how many picked the Chiefs? Two. Only four picked them to even make the game. Two. Sports Illustrated had their 10, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback, whoever was, their 10 guys. Five of the 10 had the Chiefs winning zero playoff games. The NFL.com, I don't know if they have any relevance, it's the website of the league, has 34 people who picked it. Now, the Chiefs had the most votes, they had nine, so 25 of the 34, like, ah, it's going to be someone else's turn. The Bengals are the pick. The Bengals are the trendier pick, and ESPN hasn't posted theirs yet, but you better believe I have Google alerts up to find out who's who, where everyone is on it. And so I just want it wild. But, Nick, you, you understand a lot of that's history. I mean, we haven't had a, a, a team repeat well, as champion we've never had a player as Brady good as 15. Years so, ago. Yeah, we've never I mean, had a player that good. Is. On our network, let's just see, because you're not, right. Greg didn't, Coach didn't, 
I don't think Cowherd is. I'm not sure about Skip and his new partners. Your Super Bowl pick was to irritate me, and I'm my boy. <laughs> we'll see about Acho, Joy, and Shady. Okay. Let's just see. So if, Let's just so, see. Okay, so if I picked another team, I would be wrong. If I picked your team, it's to you're irritate you. You're in a bad spot. Okay. <laughs> you're in a rough spot. All right. I don't think your heart's in it. It is. I don't think your heart's oh, in it. All right, then you know the what, Wilds? It's you and me. Thank you. It's you and me. It's on you now. Yeah. All right, I, NFL look, I'm not backing up. <laughs> Eagles, baby. And scouts have cast their vote for MVP. And coming in at number one is Joe Burrow. Yeah, so that's... Jeremy Fowler, trying to avoid the board, wrote, we could definitely set the default answer to Patrick Mahomes every year with little complaint. But, but... Burrow has gained traction as the league's second-best quarterback in the eyes of... This is what I'm talking about. But Fowler wrote this kind of like, ah, Mahomes, but it's Burrow. Yeah, but that's... Okay, the problem, here's the problem. The problem with this is, is Super Bowl picks I don't actually care about because that doesn't impact it. MVP is voted on by the media. And the media just saying ahead of time, well, we know who the smart pick is, but it's boring, is a little irritating. But you know what it tells you? know how yesterday I had the aha moment that the 2023 Jets were the 2019 Clippers and the 21 Nets for Brew and for the whole world? Mm-hmm. I mean, I and I hate to do this because I believed in the Bengals before most of my colleagues in the media did last year, but it sure would feel like the Bengals are this year's Bills where they lose to the Chiefs in heartbreaking fashion and the next year everyone's like, you know what, now's their time. They're going to have the MVP quarterback. They're going to win the Super Bowl. That's, and, and last year I tried to caution against everyone with the Bills and it feels like the same thing's happening with the Bengals because on those same lists that I went through, more popular than my Chiefs pick or your Eagles pick, Brew, was the Bengals. The Bengals and Joe Burrow and that this is their moment. Yeah, look, it's I, I picked Mahomes obviously like you did to be the preseason MVP favorite. Burrow, it's not a bad pick. It, you know what I mean? I mean, if there, if the Bengals have a great season in that division, which is tougher, we believe, than the AFC West. You know, they're both really good, but it's tougher than the AFC West. I think, and the numbers are similar. Mahomes is, I would imagine, will be better, but if they're similar. Then I think voter fatigue. What's the argument that Burrow's a better candidate this year than Trevor? Can I? Than Trevor Lawrence? They both have the same number of Pro Bowls. They both last year got MVP votes. They both won their division. Trevor Lawrence has the same number of Pro Bowls, too. Okay, yeah. But Burrow's had more success than Trevor. No, of course. Burrow's had two good seasons. Trevor's had one. But I'm saying this year, this moment. Leading team. Trevor had half a Super Bowl, too. Half a good season. Okay, that's not how it works. At the end of it, because you go to someone's football reference page or whatever it is, you say good season, bad season. That's how you do it. Go. How many but half Trevor's seasons did one Mickey good Mantle season, have? How many good seasons? Season. Yeah. That's not how it He's works. He's one Lions. bad, Here's one good. So this one will All this see red is bad, and then all this green is wins. Half yeah. a good season. So was last year, was it a good or a bad season for the Lions? Half of it was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we're talking about, oh, Dak Prescott. How much pressure is he under? Broussard fires away next on FS1. S-B-O-B. Oh, my goodness. On SiriusXM. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Cowboys open up their season in New York with a lot of Super Bowl buzz. Jerry Jones recently said he expects Dak to be the quarterback for a long time. So it doesn't feel like make or break yet, but maybe Super Bowl expectations, led the league in interceptions, great defense. Greg Jennings is here. What up, Greg? Nick, yeah. how much pressure is Dak under this, this, is the, this is the biggest year of his career and the most pressure he's ever been under. And Wilds doesn't, like, Wilds doesn't want to do this story because he doesn't believe me that this is happening. Wilds is worried. We're several talking, people under more pressure. We're, under okay, Dak pressure, you're D- right. This is for Dak Prescott, a guy who came into the league and was immediately became one of the best fourth-round or later quarterbacks in league history. Without question. One of the best stories of, like, can you find a franchise quarterback outside of the you know first couple days of the draft? The answer was uh, Brady obviously had done it, and that was a separate thing. But Dak was on the very short list of the next best group of guys. And then the next year, 
there was the, the drama with the Zeke suspension that seemingly derailed their year. And then the next year, they started off terribly, and they add Amari Cooper. And they, they end up you know, getting to the playoffs. He wins a playoff game for the first time. And then it kind of up and down 19 and 20, right? 19, they have the number one offense, but they can't win a close game. They fire Jason Garrett. Breaks his leg after that. Last two years, the team's been excellent. He was excellent in 21. Last year, he was not. And now they have all the pieces possible around him in a wide-open conference with legitimate, not media-created Super Bowl expectations, legitimate Super Bowl expectations. And, oh, yeah, by the way, after this season, the team must make a decision on his contract. That is not a... That is not an option. They either extend him after this season or he hits free agency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is a massive amount of pressure on Dak Prescott, and it's deserved pressure because his team's awesome as long as he's good. For the team to be great, he just has to be good. Yeah. That's the pressure he's under. Yeah, he, he's definitely under a ton of pressure. The pressure to me is who are you pressure? Who is Dak Prescott? Yeah. Is he, I mean, you had him, what, as a top six quarterback yesterday? Yeah, I said your, he and pyramid? Herbert were my argument, and I gave it to him. So, if he's, I've said it for a few years, if he's who he's supposed to be, then they should get at least to the NFC title game. But we are all wondering, who are you? Because everywhere else, we believe they're Super Bowl caliber. Is the quarterback Super Bowl caliber? I don't think it's pressure of is he going to be the Cowboys quarterback going forward. I think he's going to be their quarterback for the next five, six years, even if they get beaten in the second round. Because you don't get rid – I'm not saying he's great, but who are you bringing in? Don't tell me Trey Lance. Kyler. All right? Who are you bringing in? Kyler Murray? Yeah, Kyler's good in that stadium. (laughs) Yeah, in high school. You sound like Nick. In high school he was. But – Look, hold on. You said they're they not. You don't get round. rid of. What if they miss the playoffs, bro? Well, they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're not. I mean, but, is that even on the table? Of course. That the Cowboys miss the playoffs? I mean, if Daniel Jones is good, the Eagles are not good. missing. Look, if Tim they Howell's miss the playoffs, yeah. Okay, that's what the, I'm talking I'm about. I'm just though. being realistic. I, they're not going to miss the playoffs. If, if, okay, if I mean, guys, I am in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, sure. But I'm saying, look, if he does essentially what they did last year. He's going to sign an extension because oh. you don't get rid of a good quarterback that can make you a contender with, when you have no idea who's going to replace him. So the pressure is now. It is. I love both of your points. Uh, who is Dak Prescott? You mentioned prior to him having Amari Cooper, his rookie season, yeah. him coming in. There was no pressure on him. He stepped in. He took Rony, Tony Romo's position mm-hmm. and made it his own. Then you add – you, we question whether or not he's deserving of a contract extension. Well, he couldn't make the guys around him better, so what do you go do? You go and grab Amari Cooper, you bring him in, you support him, and then he starts to thrive and hit his stride. Yep. After that, once Amari is gone, the decision of Jerry Jones was made easy because it was like, okay, Dak Prescott is our guy. We paid him. We're, we're, he's our guy. And then he starts to kind of fizzle out a little bit, and now it's to your point – where are you at? What's the what? What are we doing? This is why you bring in another guy that's just a light of flame under. Not that Trey Lance is going to take his spot, but I don't know who Dak Prescott is. I don't have him in the top ten anymore as far as quarterback. But for this team right now, you talk about man. I'm not going to say this foolishness of what is it? S B O B whatever. Not, not, yeah. like, why you say it in every other way? You okay. just don't use the acronym. I'm not going to use say it. Every you say leads to S B O B S Bob. It really so odd. And you two, and you two, and you said said the opposite. It did. Yeah, that's so what, funny. What, You're right. What? That Greg was essentially trying to say Super Bowl or bust, and I was kind of flirting with it. Okay. And you were like, <laughs> you were flirting. And, and you were like, you were hey, over it. divisional Hugged round, up. and he gets a new contract. Yeah, that's <laughs> not you, you said divisional bus. round, and everything come, everyone comes what, 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 back. What, what, McCarthy says that okay. gets new money. Massive bust. Everyone gets paid. Y'all like, are what, trying to hold me to it literally. <laughs> like, like <laughs> Super Bowl what? or bust. We are? And, no, hold on. What's As that? if bust means, you know what? Jerry Jones is going to sell the team. <laughs> Dak's going to retire. There's going to be no more Cowboys. No, I mean, that's the literal bust. Some what do we, what, what is bust? There's going to be some 
penalty. Just massive disappointment. Oh, I mean, my that, gosh. No, that isn't no. what it is. Super Bowl. Oh, that Prescott himself. No. S-B-O-M-D. No. That Prescott himself is saying it's Super Bowl or bust. Do you think he, mean, he thinks he's going to get cut if they don't win the Super okay, Bowl? I don't think he has said that, bro. I don't oh, think he, he has said, said it. He has said it, my friend. I don't think they he all has. have said, said it. it. Jerry <laughs> Jones has said it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's super, been Super it, Bowl bust, and they didn't cut that yeah, yet. It's been like that for 24 years. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Never bust. Y'all, <laughs> just, look, look, y'all, you know y'all can play around, but all of you, the audience knows. They see it. The intelligent. Everything y'all say leads up to S. Bob. Okay. Everything. You just don't want to use a phrase because you know it's fresh, and I came up with it. It's fresh. <laughs> it's, on, it's on fleek or whatever, no, y'all. No, 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 no. ruined it. He just Stop it. so good. Three years from the tape. Read the Jerry three. Jones was criticized for making the trade for Trey Lance and what Fresh looked was good. to be a vacuum. Neither Mike McCarthy or Dak knew about it, but Jerry is okay with, let's call it, streamlined decision-making. Take a listen. The way we're structured gets a lot of criticism. Unquestionably, it does. But it lets us do a trade like we did the other day on Lance. Because I didn't have to fool around. I can make that trade in five minutes. And the reason I can is because I had all the information. I had it from when we drafted him. I had information just at my just right at my fingertips of what we thought of his play the last couple of years. Uh, I knew what we thought of him. I didn't have to visit with anybody about what kind of player he is. So I'm, I'm not going to read too much into the misspeaking there mm-hmm. from when he says from when we drafted him. Right. Someone that wanted to maybe cause That's... trouble for the Cowboys would read that to mean, oh, the Cowboys maybe had a first-round grade on Trey Lance, maybe really liked Trey Lance, and maybe were if he had fallen because nobody knew who the Niners were going to take with that third pick. That maybe he, he almost let slip there that they, you know, that – he was a guy they were they considering drafting high mm-hmm. at some point. I don't know if that's true or not. I think probably what he meant is from when we did our draft eval on him. I have no problem with this because I do think the Cowboys have been well run and drafted well and done things well over the last few years. And this is, as Wilds called it in the read, a streamline. This is how some of the best organizations in the world are run. And some of the worst. Exactly. No, that's right. that's true. Correct, right. But it is not as if this philosophy is a terrible one no. in and of itself. What I'm surprised by in the reaction to this is, Brew, I think you agree getting this player, you know, the potential that he has, even if it's low, for a fourth-round pick is typically good business. You don't think it's like, oh, a crazy right. overpay. Right. You don't like it because it causes, like, distraction or noise or whatever. Aren't you – isn't the genesis of young people be soft about people not wanting to compete, about not, uh, about not being yeah. able to handle pressure, yeah. about, like, if you're a pro, go ahead and, and who cares who yeah. they bring in, go win your – so why is this bad? Why would this be anything other than adding to the competition, putting a little fire under Dak Prescott, like back in your day, guys could handle? You thought he had it, me? Yeah. No, I'm you just thought asking. you had me. No, with I'm that? asking. I don't think I have anything. And I I'm think Greg asking. will understand me. The issue is not Dak, Dak's mentality. Now, I do think Jerry, apparently Mike McCarthy, you know, they had evaluated Trey Lance, so he knew Mike liked Trey. Yeah. You saw what was going on throughout training camp, if you're Jerry Jones. You saw. Trey might be available, right? We all thought he might end up being available. Looks like they like Darnold better. Why not just talk to Dak? Hey, we're thinking about adding Trey Lance. How you? What do you think about him? What do you think? like? That if if Dak would have had that press conference and said, "Yeah, we talked with Jerry. It was cool. I, I think Trey's got potential." All of this talk about oh, Trey Lance is coming for Dak's job. Dak might not get that. You think it wouldn't have gone happen? It would. A, a lot of it would have calmed down. It's the Cowboys, so there would have been some noise, but a lot of it would have calmed down. I don't think Dak is worried at all about Trey Lance. It is all the outside noise. It is the his teammates being asked about it. That is what it is. So that that is is doesn't have a problem with the competition if there is any. It is all the outside distractions. It, that's exactly what Jerry Jones wants. He wants the optics of it to look like, oh, Dak, you got you better quit playing. 
Show us who you are and show us who I believe that you can continue to be that you've been in the past at spurts throughout your career. So for me, like watching Jerry make this move without consulting Mike McCarthy and others, it's just a a guy who understands I got to I feel like I got to do something to get my quarterback to wake up. Like, I don't care who you are. You, he may not be worried about competition if you say, let's line up, let's go, let's compete. But when you bring somebody else in, you start to question, like, what, what are y'all doing? Like, I don't care who you are, where you are. You believe in who you are, but it also motivates you. Look at what happened to Aaron Rodgers in the, in right. the Jordan Love situation. Like, Aaron Rodgers wasn't worried about him taking this position. He wasn't worried about all that, but it bothered him. It was just something about So you about think this it. was like genius? Bothered him into an MVP, though. You think, think this was like yeah. a genius move? If, by- Dak, if they can get this, if, if, if Dak has success, you think Jerry Jones doesn't want, want some, take some of the credit and believe that, you know what, it was that move. When he got Trey Lance yeah. in there, it also, fired up. The, the, it I, I agree with all that. Also, track. all right now take the over on Trey Lance half a touchdown this year. Does Trey Lance make a single play that helps the Cowboys this year? I'll say yes. Was that fourth-round pick next year going to? Not this year. Still in college. And they. And so I think Trey you Lance – You think he'll make a critical play? Well, I think, I think Trey Lance will think, score a touchdown for the Cowboys. Yeah, game. but they might be blowing somebody out oh, by in a, 35 in a non-blowout points. Blowout. So, no, no, no. So I, that's I what I'm saying. With the the critical you know, I, I'm with you because he's yeah. taking somebody's position. Yes. He's been he's there all training camp. Stream. He's going to be a yeah, roster for, spot. For now. For now, I think, yeah, I mean, I think For Trey now. Lance will, but at some point this year, make a play, not just in garbage Maybe, time, right. a play that matters. Throw him in. Yeah, that would be good for his career, if he could. I'm rooting for him. Uh, coming up next, Hard Knocks. Robert Sala said something ridiculous. No. Not really? Not really? That's not ridiculous? like him. No. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Hard Knocks last night, Robert Sala gave a detailed description of his coaching pet peeve, which is actually just a nice compliment from another coach. Take a listen. (laughs) One of the biggest pet peeves I have as a coach is when you're on a team that's not doing very well and the opposing coach whose team is doing well walks up to you at the 50-yard line and says, man, you guys play hard you. I don't want to play hard. I want to you up. That's the mindset. No one's talking about how we play hard anymore. Hating. And that's exactly what you want. Okay. That's so no. wild and so Say that to Sean McDermott on Monday. <laughs> hey, you guys play hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bill Belichick's like, yikes, I'm 74. I wasn't ready for that. I thought his pet peeve was divisional games. It's so crazy. Oh! I, just, I didn't know. It was, I, I didn't know. Go Greg, ahead, can sorry. I play you two pieces of sound here? Absolutely. Here's my thing about the Jets. And I love the Jets. Don't get me wrong. Oh, stop it. I do. Stop it. They're painting themselves into unnecessary corners, right? They talk about the Super Bowl, so if they make the playoffs, it feels like a disappointment. They're talking about being the 86 Bears, so if they give up, I don't know, 25 points in a random game. Like, not the 86 Bears. And now, Robert Sala has gotten to the point where you're not even allowed to talk about playing hard. That being said, December 5th, lost to the Vikings. Take a listen to Robert Sala postgame. great. I can't wait for this. If we can play that hard and that relentless and show that much fight, playing and play out, uh, we're going to like the results more often than not. Okay, didn't win that game, but you know what he did? What? Played hard. hard. Yeah. Played hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he could say it. Uh, December 12th, lost to the Bills. Bro, it's just the facts. Take a listen. I just, just felt like, as a group, uh, played so hard, uh, played so sound, played so smart that uh, we gave ourselves a chance to win, and uh, we just didn't – we just – just couldn't get it done. Wilds, he is MFing himself in the mirror. <laughs> there he is. There he is. a lot. Okay, it just okay. seems like a lot. You got him. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. You got him. But I got to say this. 
I loved what he said. Oh, come on. Or hard. I'm serious. Come on. Don't pat me on the head and say, oh, you guys played hard. I'll win the game then. All right. You might Trying as well to be tell nice. me my uniforms are cute. What do you want him to say? I get it. Do you want him to no, say? he's not saying don't say it to me. I mean, keep it no, real. He is saying. I get that's the polite thing to say if you're a coach. And, and all that. Just like if I knock a dude out in boxing, you go over, hey, keep it up. You know, you got a bright future. You, you think that dude, <laughs> that what, what else you going to say to it? I, I mean, know. seriously. I think Crawford went over after he beat up Errol Spence and said something like, hey, Man, keep your head up. Spence is like, I don't want to hear that. I want to <laughs> knock you out. All right. Yeah. So Salah, I get the politeness of coaches being cordial, but Salah is right. Like, look, we're done being the little engine that could. We're done being the little Jets that, oh, aren't they cute? They play hard. They're they won seven games this year. Wow, <laughs> look at the Jets. No, he's saying we are here. We have arrived. Take us seriously. Uh, I like it. And I I'm, bet you Greg Jennings likes I it do. Too. I'm Thank with you, bro. That's football, man. I'm, I'm serious. That's football. I'm with you. However, I cannot not acknowledge the fact that you almost changed my whole mind. You got it. You <laughs> got it. Like, with those sound bites, like, you can't say that and then have yourself but on But he can record. never say we played hard. Like, you can't. That's, you can't. that's, the, that's where he pointed himself in the, painted himself into the corner. Yes. It's because now, at this point, it's not about playing hard. It's but not. They, right? But so running that's out of not stuff what to it talk used about. to be. It's going to be like, look, we got to improve this, this, and that. Like, it's a new level. Go ahead, Greg. I'm but sorry. for me, for me, this is this is real. <clears throat> what he's talking about is real. Like no one wants to hear how hard you played, how how good of a game you had, and you still came up short. Players don't like it. Uh, coaches don't like it. Like it's it's a real thing. So what he's saying, I buy that. And the guys in that locker room, they buy it too. Because guess what? They were hearing it all along with him. Correct. From other players coming up, man. You guys, you guys are looking good. Nobody want to hear that. <laughs> Like, you almost you there. So, so that's that's all fair and that's legit. The the issue that I would have is I guess twofold. The first one is this, Brew. You said you know that that used to be where the Jets are, but now they've arrived. No, they haven't. Well, they've they been anointed. They have. They have not arrived. They, they think they have. They, though. Right, because they have prematurely anointed themselves at having having graduated out of that stage. We have n- no idea if they have or they haven't. And so it is not a mid-season, this is what they used to say to us, look at us now. That's right. That's not what it is. They, the last game they played, they lost. In fact, the last six games they played, they lost, and Salah got that speech and then gave those press conferences. Here's the other thing that I just want to ask you quickly, because I feel a little funny sometimes about the hard knock stuff, because I'm like, ah, it's a spotlight on one team, and if they didn't ask for it, how fair is that? You know what I mean? Like, and so, True. like the Jonathan Gannon terrible speech that he gave a week ago, I think the, his own team put that out there. And I was like, okay, well, then you guys are just, it's a bad fire in your gut. Right. Like, what are you doing? Not really. But the hard knock stuff I've tried to be very fair about, except for this. Here's a question I have for you Do you think Robert Sala gives that speech if hard knocks isn't there? Or was that speech for his players? Or was that speech for Hard Knocks? So we talked about this earlier. And when Dan Campbell has those press conferences, it feels like he's really just being yeah, I don't think a little off-kilter yeah, I and agree. unprepped. It feels like improv. Mm-hmm. That, to me, felt a little bit forced. And I might be totally wrong, but it felt like he was getting ready. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to say that, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a swear word here. <laughs> Yeah, that I, didn't feel it forced. It felt like it was forced. But I haven't been in the locker room. So I don't, so I don't think I'd it was. I don't think it was forced. I think his sentiments are real. Is his delivery <clears throat> is a lot different right now because the cameras are on yes. because he's not a big swear. More extreme he's or less extreme? He's not a big swear. He's not he's a big it up. swear. He so seems he's like turning it up. Where you talk about Dan Campbell, you had breakfast eating a a, a, a bagel, and oh, he's sorry. talking about you got to eat that with a little bit more spice. You, I mean, that's just <laughs> Dan Campbell is just that's <laughs> that guy. Spice on bagels? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a little more aggression. Yeah. Oh, coming up next, just a wonderful quote from Sean Payton about Russell Wilson. Could he be? Fantastic. Could he be LeBron's VP when LeBron becomes president, bro? Salas? No, Russ. Oh, Russ? <laughs> Harper. Hits one in the air. Looks back. It goes. Harper. The swing of his life. The MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. 
Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Friend of the show, Seth Wickersham, penned a long article on Sean Payton, which included this gem Good article. that Coach Payton gave to Russ. <clears throat> he told Wilson that to salvage his career, he needed to focus less on Russell Inc., Will you expletive stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. Yet. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, mean, this is, I, I think this is ridiculous. <laughs> Russell Wilson has not changed as a person. He's changed as a player. And now we're blaming who he's always been on the decline of the player. Russell Wilson in 2015 was giving interviews to Us Weekly talking about being celibacy before marriage. In 2018 he was when he did the Mr. Unlimited video. Oh, I like the that. The Let's Ride just replaced Go Hawks. He's always been this guy. He just used to also be a really good quarterback. And now he's not. And I, so listen... Brood made a big old thing when he lost the Baker Mayfield-Kyle Trask argument that, well, by week eight, it's going to be Trask. I'm telling you this much right now. I think there's a good chance Baker is the starting quarterback longer than Russ is. I think Russ, I think that there is a – Jared Stidham, two years, ten, take Baker out of it. Two years, $10 million for Jared Stidham was not an accident. And Sean Payton, I said it before, I will say it again, was not hired to fix Russell Wilson. He was hired right. to fix the Broncos. The easiest way is if you can fix Russell Wilson. But I guarantee you, if, if you can't, he's not going down with that ship. Because mm. I guarantee you, he thinks, I can win with Jared Stidham. To your point, like, one with Jameis, I won with Taysom, who's a tight end, or an H-back. Like, so, I, I, I disagree with Sean Payton here. I also don't think Russell Wilson is Sean Payton's type of quarterback. And if it does not start well, Brew, I do not think it ends with Russ as the quarterback. You make a good point about Russ. You know, he's kind of been this guy his whole career. Forever. So, that, that's fair. But I don't think – some people are taking this like – and other things Payton has said. Like, he doesn't like Russ. I, I don't know that. I mean, the article the, – the entire article – now, it's just the writer's opinion, I guess. But he says that uh, Peyton likes Wilson as a player and a person. Remember, they went to the playoff game, Denver against Phoenix, you know, in, in, yep. in the NBA a few months ago. So, I think he's – I think what he said is honestly what a coach that's no nonsense would say. Like, look, and I'm sure he didn't say it as abrasively as it might come off in that article. But it's like, look, let's get to the football. I mean, forget all this other stuff. Forget all the Instagram videos and, and the, the slogans and all that. Let's get back to the football. And I think Russ has humbled, been humbled enough where he – look, he's not just playing for his job in Denver. He's playing for, I think, maybe his Hall of Fame, you know, con induction later on, you know, several years from now. So, I, I think – look, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think Sean and Russ – is going, he's going to help Russell Wilson get back to close to what he used to be. I love this because too many coaches are afraid to challenge their quarterback, mm. period. Like I had a coach, I'm not a quarterback, but I was the best player on my team in college, and I had a coach challenge me because he, t he told me, like, if I can't question you, if I can't constructively get on you in front of everybody, then they're going to look at me like, well, you didn't say that to Greg when he made a mistake or if he makes a mistake. This is the same thing. You, you gain even more credibility within an organization and a group of men that are trying to start to follow who you are and what you're offering, period. Like when you're Russell Wilson and you, you have your own little office and all these frictional things are coming up in the media about how you are with your teammates or we're seeing riffs on the sideline and you're not performing, you've had the, you performed the worst in your career last year. You better shut up and do what this man says, period. Get in line because everybody else is in line. We, we're, we're e you're either in or you're out. And he's making it very clear that everybody on this roster needs to be in on what I'm selling. If you are not, we will move on without you.
Can I tell That's you? why I like the Broncos. The one <laughs> Seth Wickersham is a fantastic writer, and I he's very purposeful with his words. The thing that jumped out to me is the word salvage. I don't think any other quarterbacks are being talked about, or super, guys that have Super Bowl champion quarterbacks talking about salvaging their career. They're not talking like Robert Salas. Not say, hey, Aaron Rodgers, you stunk last year. And you haven't thrown for 300 yards in 23 games. <laughs> you need to salvage your career. It, it's all very positive, and this is about salvaging your career. So maybe I hate to say it, Nick might be right that we're more on the precipice. Why would you hate to say it? Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of the dynamic. It's kind of the thing. But it is salvage. It's a, because but Aaron, that means it's close. No, to if, being if Aaron Rodgers falls on his face this year. It's, fine. it's not it's a big deal. He's still all-time great quarterback. Yep. If Russell Wilson falls on his face, it's like it's a wrap. Man, he might not have been. Who it's a wrap. No, not just a wrap now, but I don't. We, even, we, we don't, don't even have maybe to wasn't like, as good as we thought he was. But, in but, Seattle. but maybe we don't even scary. have to like relitigate those opening nine years of his career. What is you know in undeniable is if he's awful this year, he's done as a starting quarterback. Just done. I mean that's just that's just where it is, and I think and I and I think Sean Payton has enough confidence to believe we could make the playoffs with average quarterback play, and I can get that at least out of Stidham. So you sound like you think he go. wants. I still like Stidham. the Let's Ride motto for the record. Tears over, coming up over, next. We got to hit four o'clock sharp. I think we might. Right. We might. Right. <laughs> hey, college football fans! This is R.J. Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's Wednesday at 4 o'clock. to get you up to speed last night in an underground candlelit speakeasy. An elite group of football savants, scientists, and knee specialists drank eight cups of coffee. <laughs> as they argued, toiled, you know it. Burn that midnight oil. <laughs> to deliver the most comprehensive segment in all sports media, it's an honor and a privilege. Tears is back. Take it away. Wilds, thank you as always for the great introduction. I know we did a few off-season tears, but they didn't quite No, that's the same. Yeah, pre-season. It is now officially football season. Week one. As the tears are here. And because it is week one, all 32 teams still are technically alive. So there's quite a comprehensive tears. Nope. We will start with the bottom tier. These are USC and UNC fans, meaning Caleb Williams and Drake May, except for, of course, for the Texans who don't have the pick and the Colts who drafted their guy. But that's it. These teams are likely going to fall off the tiers in short order, except for the Bucks, who could be frisky with Baker. All right, faint hope. These teams can't 100% be written off. Most people have at least one of these teams in the playoffs. The committee, however, will not fall for the okey-doke of the Broncos or the Bears <laughs> or Sam Howell or all of a sudden the Panthers are getting there. And, of course, Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels aren't making any playoffs. But there is some faint hope. Next group, only diehards. So what do we mean? Mm. So all of these teams are potentially viable for the playoffs. And that's probably a stretch. And it is the absolute ceiling. Only diehards could argue that, no, these teams could go further than that. In fact, we might hear from one of those <laughs> later in this segment. Those Fair. are you know, potential playoff teams. Fair. Only diehards would argue more. All right, give me a moment here. This tier, it's very rare we do this. This is a one-team tier. And this tier is the 27 Yankees, the 85 Bears, and the 01 Lakers. Ah! I mean, it is. They deserve their own tier. They maybe deserve their own committee. The twenty, the twenty-three Jets joining the list of the greatest teams to have ever played. I mean, I don't know who's going to be Ruth, who's going to be Garrick. I don't know who's going to be Walter Payton. I don't know who's going to be Kobe and Shaq. But they got them all on the twenty-three Jets. Next, red zone favorites, solid teams with spectacular playmakers. There's not a true contender amongst them. But if, any, if you're watching Red Zone and any of these teams show up, you're like, what am Amon Ross St. Brown do? Did Jameer Gibbs do something? Justin Jefferson, Lamar, Drake London, soon to be offensive player of the year, Bijan Robinson. All of these teams should be alive for the playoffs into the final week of the season. The committee believes the Lions and the Falcons will be in the playoffs, but they are dynamic and they will be fun to watch all year. Solid everywhere. Coach, defense, skill position guys, 
questions about each of these teams' young quarterback. Obviously, Pickett younger than Love, but Pickett oddly has more experience. But two coaches who have won, have had winning records every year of their career, coaches who have they've invested on defense in the organizationally, and they're just solid teams everywhere. Fantasy champs, C-Mac, Debo, and Kittle. Allen, Williams, and Eckler. Hill and Waddle. Listen, these three teams, the guys on it, will win your fantasy league. Unfortunately for these three teams, that is the only championship they really can win this year, other than maybe a divisional one. These are good teams, but not a true contender. And now we get to the true contenders. And this is the PMTSD tier, which is, of course, the Patrick Mahomes Traumatic Stress Disorder. Okay. These teams, listen, oh everyone deals with it differently. Oh Some teams call the league office and say, we must change the overtime rules. Some teams say, you should be allowed to hit a quarterback eight yards out of bounds. Some teams go as far as to say, does football have to be played on grass? How's that fair? Why don't we do it on cement? You all deal with it differently, and it has a long tail of affecting you. These are great teams, but all of them know deep down in their heart of hearts, the best team we've had in years, one thing happened to it. We ran into the Godzilla that is Patrick Mahomes. Now to the cream of the crop. Underrated for now. Right now, the Jags and Seahawks, <coughs> is the, you're going to say the committee's too high. I challenge you, mark this tape. And then around mid-October, pick up a copy of your local USA Today and check their power rankings when these two teams are combined 9-1 and one and see in those facile power rankings that always need to see something for a month before they know it's happening if these are top five teams because, of course, they are. And now we are to the top two and do not reveal it yet because I must say something. While I am the chairman of the committee, I do not have, you know, voting majority by myself. You always I have to give this as I objected True. to this tier's name. But the committee has been swayed, evidently, by Chris Broussard. SBOB. Huh? Oh, the Dallas what? Cowboys. Wow. The committee has said. I are you and kidding and me? Listen, I the like committee it. has said Super Bowl or bust. <laughs> the committee has said this Cowboys wow. team is not very well done. Dak Prescott, wow. that they should be super, that they're by themselves. Very and instead well of the number done. one contender, very they're good. Super Bowl or bust. Very and then, of course, like at the that. top. Once again, like the that. 90s Bulls, now featuring even Scottie Pippen's holdout. Who could have seen <laughs> that coming? You have Jordan, you have Phil, except it's Mahomes and Reed. And, of course, Great. there it is. That is the week one Excellent. NFL tiers. Wow. Excellent. Well, there are some highlights on those tiers that Thank I do you. appreciate. And, like, other than that, I hate this. Oh. I hate the tiers. Hate the tiers. I mean, I could go all the way starting from the bottom, but I'm not. I'm going to go straight to that underrated for now. What are we doing with the Seahawks? <laughs> What are, we what, are we, what are we doing with the Seahawks? The what point? Seahawks have proven nothing. Can you? I take you back to last year? I get it. They are they made the playoffs. Yeah. But can I take you back to last year? Can sure. we look at this uh their wins? Yeah. Uh do you see it like the teams that they played? And and I would, what I really want you to really what I really want you to <laughs> highlight in your mind. Yeah. What I really want you to pay attention yeah. to is uh -huh. there's a con the division, NFC South. How good was that division? NFC South, not good. Terrible. Yeah. Did they even win a game against anyone there? No, they didn't. Luckily. They lost to the Falcons, Saints, mm -hmm. wow. Panthers, and the Bucks. Wow. NFC and South then, their number. And there's no one on here that they truly beat. Their division was terrible. They went four and two there. They beat the Giants. They beat the the, Giants. the Chargers. They beat yeah, the Chargers. They're, they're in the playoffs. Two, only the two Lions, everybody That's loves. It. That's the Broncos it. you love this year. What are we talking <laughs> no, about? No, 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 no. And then when you look at this year's <laughs> schedule, yeah. like, I don't – where are they going to get their wins? They're going to beat the Rams. They're going to beat the Panthers. They're going to beat the Giants again. They evidently own the Giants. We're already three. Cardinals is They've easy. They've proven nothing. Stand, they though. beat no one, and they are underrated for now. I, I like that. They are underrated, and they should be underrated if you ask me because they are overrated well, by you. Okay. Okay, I don't quite follow the very in there. Well, I will explain I like is you know what I you know what I heard throughout all of that talking about last year. Wilds, what are the tiers oh not? Oh my gosh. What are they not? Greg, if you want power rankings, you gotta go pick up a USA <laughs> Also, and you know what they're also <laughs> certainly well, you, not? You, you, you know what they're also rank. not? You know what they're also not? The standings. And you know what they definitely are? Oh. 
I ruined it. You, you ruined it. it. That's you did. Right. I'm That's all right. You're rusty. Power. But you know what? They're definitely not last year's standings. I don't <laughs> care about record from last year. Last year's standings. What they proved? They had rookie tackles. They had a rookie corner. They had all these rookies everywhere. They were really good. And oh yeah, Gino just texted me. He well, said clearly, he's writing back to you either. Clearly, so you about care it. about last year because what? you got them up there because what? of what they did last year. No, no, no. I that's no. Stop it. Stop it. Go right. ahead. Go. <laughs> I got to admit, Nick, yeah. you softened me up what? with the SBO. <laughs> I mean, because I, I was I, – I have – I'm not that fond of the tears either. I went there. So I went, but that television. second line is just, is just making me soft. It's making me crumble a little bit. All right, but let me get to this – let me get to it now. The Ravens, come on. What? They're ranked 15th? On here, I know. I, I I think it goes left to right. Uh, you say it doesn't, but I I re, I've talked to a few committee members off like the record, and they've shared it with me anonymously. It goes left to right. How in the world, would I, Lamar Jackson? I, I I hope he keeps receipts. I hope he keeps receipts because you're not alone. Everybody is underestimating Lamar Jackson. Acting like he hasn't done what he's done in his career. And I think people are going to pay for it. He is going to come in with a clear mind. You don't have to worry about his contract. He's thankful the organization believed in me. Yeah, it was a tough fight. But they gave me what I wanted at the end of the day. And I got some receivers. And then the Eagles. What have the Eagles done to people? What do you mean? Why are everybody acting like the Eagles are done? Team. Everybody thinks that the Eagles are just going to fall off. What? What? Is Hassan Reddy gone? I get Hargraves gone, but they added Jalen Carter on the on the front line. Uh, uh, Hassan Reddick's still there. Josh Sweat's still there. Brandon Grant's still there. I mean, the offense is going to be better. Like, what happened to the Eagles to make everybody think they're not going to be legit? So, that's my problem. The Eagles and the Ravens criminally underrated. The committee has the Eagles as a top three team in the conference and arguably a top five team or six team Overall, the committee simply does not believe. Well, here's what the Eagles did. They didn't get 12 bad quarterbacks on this year's schedule the way they did last year. And until I see them play a quality quarterback and not give up 30, I'm going to have some concerns Week about one, that. Maybe. What? Week one. We, okay, well, I don't know about that, but well, go ahead. Uh, okay, I like <laughs> the Steelers. I'm not. I've never gone in like I dislike the Steelers. I like George Pickens. I've been hypnotized, like we all have, by these wonderful training camp oh, practices. Yeah. I love that being said, the little soliloquy that you did about why the Steelers are so high and above the Patriots just makes no sense. Everything you said is actually what you're talking about. The Patriots. I got a great coach, great defense, and a QB who'll get better this year than he was last year. Okay, I agree. Last year, Patriots started one and four. Not great. Who was the one win against? It was the Steelers, mm-hmm. who we've beaten 13 in the last 17 times. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that was 13 the last 17. Go ahead, I'll let you finish. What is that? Not impressive? It's not 15 and 0 like the Jets, but 13 in the last 17 tries pretty good to beat the team. Yeah. It, not- go ahead. 12 of those were with Brady. I think. <laughs> well, what do you want to do? Trade Tom Brady? Well, 10 I'm years just saying ago? it matters more with divisional games. <laughs> okay, well we won. I'm just saying we won year. last year. Even, okay, good. Here's rookie year. Mitch Trubisky started that game. Here's rookie year. Uh, baby Goat versus Kenny Pickett. I mean, I guess Kenny Pickett's going to be better, but so is Mac Jones. I would actually be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Pickett had sophomore slump. Mac Jones has third-year renaissance. And finally, the defense. I understand Steelers' defense is good. Not as good as the Patriots. Yeah. So stop putting the Steelers so high. I know the coaches are great, but Belichick's still better than Mike Tomlin. Okay, defense I, still better than the Steelers. I, Mac Jones still better than Kenny Pickett. George Pickens, really good. Okay, I don't know that Belichick is still better than Tom. That's first of all. Second of all, you did a little tricky thing there where you showed Pickett stats last year and Max stats two years ago. (laughs) They're rookie year. year. Right, I understand that, which theoretically would help, uh, would even even it out, except for the fact that Mac went straight down last year. I understand that. There are there is not a single wide receiver on the Patriots. Who would make the Steelers receiver room? Fact. That I that I think that hurts them. And right. I think the Steelers. Wide receivers are not the key to the, the whole thing. The, I know that the best player that. on the Steelers <laughs> missed half the season. And so that wasn't the case for the Patriots last year. And the Steelers still ended with more victories. But as I as the committee correctly predicted, only diehards can, you know, be like, no, my team, you're <laughs> so, yeah, like the Titans. What about Brave? Like kind of fell into that. Yeah, it fell right into it, buddy. Coach Prime next, Colorado, headed to the NFL, maybe.
Coach Prime, fresh off a huge victory. Is his next stop the NFL? Maybe. Mike Florio thinks so, writing, Someone needs to pursue Dion in the next hiring cycle. The team that gets him would instantly become the hippest and hottest and most attractive destination in the entire NFL. And Dion would be worth every penny he makes and then some. Brew, is it too soon to say Dion would make a great head coach in the NFL? I mean, look, I, I do want to kind of take it slow. I mean, obviously, it's just one game. Uh, they got some tough games coming up. They got Oregon, which is a top 20 team. They got USC. But I, I do think he'd be a very good NFL coach. Now, I'd like to see them go, say, 9-3, and 8-4, and 9-3, and 10-2 this year. If that happens, I don't know if he wants to make the jump, but if that were to happen, 8-4 and four or above, I do think an NFL team should look at him because he's won everywhere. And the thing about Dion, because he's got the swag and all that – this happens with most people who are supremely talented. People think they don't work that hard, right? That it's just natural. But I think he, at his, in his heart of hearts, is an old-school coach. Like, his teams, he runs them to death to make sure they're in the best shape. He jumps on guys. Like, I think he will be – he already is a great college coach or looks, looks like he's on that way. I think he would be a very good head coach in the NFL, and I think they should start looking at him. I think he would be a good coach in the NFL. I don't think it would be smart for him to even think about that and consider that. And the reason why I say it is simply because unless a team is willing to allow him to be head coach and general manager because he wants that mm. amount of uh, pull and say as far, as far as who he gets on his team in the decision-making situation there, uh, no, stay where you are at the college level because he's – this is about influence and impact. There is no place where you can have greater influence or impact in this sport, in this game, than college ball. Like, the men are – the boys are trying to become men, and you're looking up to a guy who's done it at the extremely high level, the highest of highs, Hall of Famer, has the most, most – more swag than most of the guys that's coming into the program. Like, you can't ask for a better coach. At that level, once you get to the National Football League, guys are making a lot of money. Yeah. NIL is no longer an issue. I, He's not as – it's not as enticing because, okay, I, you're Dion, but I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, I'm where I, you were. I, I take it a step further. He has – the college is a better job for most guys. Hmm. It's more job security. Yeah. You make as much. In some spots, you make more. They're, they're the highest paid college coaches – Make more than every NFL coach, except for like the top five highest paid. There, there are t if we take the fifteen highest paid football coaches in America, it's like five NFL and ten college guys. And you also his right now biggest weapon. I'm not saying it's the only thing he's good at by any stretch of the imagination, but his biggest edge, it would appear, is his ability to get players, recruit players, absolutely bring. And that I heard, I read what Florio said. It's like. In the NFL, do you know what determines free agency decisions? Money. Every time. With the rare exception of, you know, Gronk going to play with Brady at the end of his career. Yeah. And so it just would make no sense to me. It'd be like, Steph Curry would be amazing in this league that's all twos. Like, why? It's your you would be good, but mm -hmm. probably better in this one. Like, I just think, now, could he end up at a place, I don't want to say better than Colorado, but a traditional power? Sure. Like, do I, if he wants to coach for a long time, do I think that's where this goes? But do I, Deion Sanders, if, again, like you said, Brew, we're very early, right. but let's assume he continues on the, tra the trajectory he's been on in everything he's ever done in his entire life, exactly. and it continues to succeed. If he goes to a traditional power, he coach there until he's done coaching if he wants. In the NFL, there's, there's no job security, right? There's mm -hmm. the, and so I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I just don't get what, why he would even want to do it. The only, and I agree. Look, I think you both made some great points. The only thing I would disagree with, Nick, is I'm not sure college is a better job than NFL because you do have to worry about recruiting. You got to worry about grades. You gotta, now you got to worry about NIL and the transfer portal. Now, Maybe he'd have an advantage because he's Deion Sanders and a lot of that stuff. But I've heard coach talk to coaches who've done it on both levels, and they're like, when you get to the NFL or the NBA, it's just your sport. 
Period. Like, that's all you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about the boosters and making speeches and all that stuff. So, I I mean, I agree. I think he's great in college because he can impact young men, which is something he seems to want to do. Yeah, this was his quote. He told McAfee, I love these darn kids, man. I want them to go pro. I want them to get degrees. I want uh, them to be assets to the communities. I want them to be great fathers and grandsons. I want so much for these kids. So it does seem to be a full, Mm -hmm. like you said, Greg, turning. I guess teenagers into men, uh, right. yeah. which I don't know if that's a quote from Bill Belichick. He's kind of first out. No, right, and that, and, and also like the Dion feels like a college yeah. coach. Yes. I mean, I, again, no, and I, 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 some of this stuff is, you know, it feels like it's like a, there's subtext to it. There's not meant to be. It's just he, the way he's always felt inspirational. Yes. And to me, that's more of the college game yes, than the lose, pro game. You lose that in the pro game because guys feel like I've arrived. I'm here yes. now. Mm-hmm. This is this is the final I don't destination. Need you to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and again, when I talk about the influence and the impact, like, Everybody wants to be that guy. Like, they want to be Dion. Every, yeah. all, every skill guy, why, are they having, why did they have the success that they had against TCU? Because he was attractive to mostly, predominantly, the skill guys. Right. Yeah. Why? Because he's played almost all those positions. Yeah. Quick, quick question, Greg, because a, a lot other thing in this article is like how great of a motivator he is. At the, in the NFL, does motivation really um, sort of – convert to points on the field or is that more of a college thing like believing in yourself hey we got to believe does that work like is the pregame Rams more important in college than pro no it's more important in college because again you you it's hard to motivate a guy who's making 25 million dollars he's going to be motivated look either you're motivated exactly or you're not Mm -hmm. yeah okay there you go uh coming up next we changed this i'm sorry i'm just waiting we're talking about nick bosa (laughs) I thought we might have been doing Mac Jones. Well, I was hoping we were doing Mac Jones. No, we don't need to. We're talking about another great player. Mm. Five years, $170 million, 122.5 guaranteed. He is expected to play week one against the Steelers. Nick, your reaction here. I mean, this sets a new high watermark for all defensive players. Well, $34 million a year, $122 million guaranteed. I, the brew, because he's a rabble rouser and trying to cause trouble, was saying off the air, like, what does this do to the Chris Jones thing? Something. This, right. It's Something. not how. Am I tripping? You Something. are. Because the, you are. Because they do D tackle, D tackle, D N D N. Like, that's how all NFL contracts are done. So I, like, Chris. I okay, I that's fine. Chris um, might want to be the highest paid defensive player. But yeah, he wants three years, $64 million, $32 million. Uh, per year, fully guaranteed is what he wants. You think that it just was went up? before he knew what Nick Bosa was I don't was think so. Bro, everybody I mean, I, knew Bosa was getting about this. Now, what I'm I will say is. I'm just putting two and two together. Yeah. No, that's all, that's and all you're I'm getting doing. six, which is the problem. <laughs> uh, and now, what I you will You think s- it's absurd not to belabor the point. You think it's absurd. This has zero impact on. Um, Chris Jones is. I think it zero. has. I think it has zero impact in the dollars Chris Jones is asking for and what the Chiefs are offering. I think it does have an impact in that they can. The Chiefs can no longer be like, well, the Niners are going through the same thing. No, they're not. Chiefs are the only one with like Brian Burns is kind of like holding in, mm-hmm. but he's there. Chandler Jones seems angry, but right. he's there. Bosa and Chris Jones were the two guys holding out, but now Bosa's in, so it, it affects the, it that way. But I think though. Because I get what you're saying about the positions. Yeah. But this right. may make Jones not want to not come down. Like, this may make him even more reluctant to come down from $32 million oh. a year. That's that's the thing. Yeah, I don't I, the, I don't think that's Because he's like, I'm not even – I mean, both, you see what Bolsa just got. Yeah, why should I come down? Positions. Yeah, but also I shouldn't come down. You know, Messy just like Nick, no, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. Speak is up next. It's We're a back thing. here tomorrow.